welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd, and join me today is Wario Will. Uh, okay, uh, I plus this thing here. Uh, how do I record a podcast again? Oh, 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 everyone, yeah, uh, we're back. So, yeah, it's been like a week already, but yes, we are back, and yeah, I'm glad. I hope you missed us. Hope you missed us. <laughs> uh huh. I'll explain it a bit, but also here is Skull Kid Scott, who remembered that our podcast was tonight. <laughs> I did. My uh, health did not, though. But I'm here. Yeah. So what happened last week was a perfect storm of things. Uh, Will was at New York Comic Con, which is mm-hmm. fine. Uh, he warned us about that. But Scott forgot. And so I was like all alone. I couldn't find another uh, person to do a tag team with, even though it was an important week of news and such. So we just decided to straight up cancel the podcast last week. But we are back. And we have a lot to talk about, including that topic. <laughs> that topic that we will now look at with a week's consideration. But that's for our main event. But now let's get started with what have you been playing? I'm going to go first because for the last two weeks, I have been playing a game that's been in my Steam library for quite some time. That is a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I have not been... I. I only bought it recently because there was a Steam sale and I got it for like 10 bucks. Kid you not, it was great. And I have been thoroughly enjoying this game. Uh, there is a difficulty curve, though. It, it can be incredibly difficult at times, but if you uh, you know stick to it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I like the story, Cal Kestis, even though it's very obvious where it's going to end. And I like the exploration of the world. Respawn absolutely crushes on the level design. Like I cannot speak enough of their great level design of making the intertwining paths and uh, like having the little caveats and uh, holes and cap corners where you can go and find like special secrets and how you need to go back to all these worlds. It's kind of like a Metroidvania feel at points where you have to go back with your extra force powers and uh, reach certain spots you couldn't get to before. Cause I'm like, I was thinking, how am I supposed to get here? I, I can't reach that. And then it's like, Oh no, you need to get this upgrade. And then you can go back like, Oh, okay. Um, it's really a lot of fun. There's this, there's this one spot in Kashyyyk. I won't spoil too much, but there's this shot in shot in Kashyyyk where you're riding this incredible beast. I can't remember what the name was, but you you get an aerial view of Kashyyyk, and it's just it's beautiful. Like you see the planet in all its glory, and even Cal's amazed by it. And I'm like, yes, this is so this is so beautiful. I love it. Uh, the voice acting's on point. Uh, com- uh Cameron. D- I how'd I say his name? Cameron Donaghan. Uh, I know who he is. Uh, no, not uh, yeah. There is C- Cameron Monaghan. There you go. Uh, he was also a Joker. I'm sorry, not Joker in the Gotham series. He was totally Joker. You know, he was Joker or something. something. He was Joker. He was Joker. And uh, uh, if you watch Shameless, that's where he got his a, a lot of his fame. He played a great character there. But he's really great as Cal Kestis. You, you connect with him very easily. And BD1, I really didn't think I'd like this droid because I'm like, do we need a droid for everything? And like, you fall in love with BD1 in like 10 minutes. Like, that, that's, that's, that's storytelling right there. When you can just fall in love with a droid, like, okay, I get it. Uh, so, very much been enjoying the game. My only real problem outside of the obvious plot is that there's this one character, her name is Seer. Uh, C-E-R-E, and I don't know what happened with her character model, but her eyes are like Uncanny Valley. 
it, it, seriously, they look like they're bulging out of her head every single time she's looking at me or talking with me. And it, it, every other character model is fine, including Cal. Cal looks great. But, like, looking at her, I just, her eyes are always bulging out. And I'm just, really? Like, no one caught that. No one, no one at all. So, yeah, that's bad. Also, in the game, you, you reach save points via these meditation circles. And at times, you can find them within a good distance of one another. But then other times, you have to wait a while. And when you're, the combat can be very challenging, especially when you're having, uh, like, one-on-three scenarios. So, if you're not doing well, and then you have to wait to find a meditation circle just to heal, that sucks. And some t and then if you heal, all the enemies reset. So they, they just randomly come back to life, which I'm sure that's not how life works, but okay. Um, it's a video game, Todd. But it, it, I, I just, I, I'm on this planet called Dothamir, which is, of course, a, a classic Star Wars planet, and I just beat this boss, and I have, like, literally a fraction of a health bar left. If I get hit by anything, I die. And I'm, like, begging, no enemies, no enemies, no enemies, no enemies, no enemies. I'm wandering through this path. It takes me, like, another minute or so to find a meditation circle. I'm like, you could have put these, like, a little closer together. Okay? Just just, 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 just a little closer together. But overall, I'm having fun. Let's see. How far am I in? Uh, I'm only about 12 hours in because I've only been able to play it in fits and spurts with my schedule. But I will endeavor to beat it in the next eight days because in, a, like, a week is when a certain game comes out that I am going to be reviewing for the website. We all know what that is, right? <laughs> Sparks of Hope. There it is, yes. No, Gotham Knights. What? Oh, darn. Well, I, no, <laughs> I, I wanted to review Gotham Knights, but it was already claimed. Also, Bayonetta was already claimed, which was surprising. I could have sworn I called that, but whatever. So, no, but I, I'll be reviewing Sparks of Hope for the website. And so I need to. I want to get this game got done so I could get that one. And then after that, I'll figure out like what game I'm going to play next before Pokemon. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a busy few months of gaming for all of us. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, very much been enjoying it. If you can find it on Steam, you have a good PC, which I thankfully now have. I definitely recommend it. And I will definitely be getting Jedi Survivor when it comes out because uh, I'm very interested in seeing what happens with Cal Kestis. So good times. Uh, Will, I want you to go next, and not just tell me what you've been playing, but how was New York Comic Con? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I had quite the hectic week, and the weekend, it was just, yeah, it was very fun. So, yeah, New York Comic Con, oh, boy, it was definitely busy, especially, again, with the recent, like, um, the, the Super Mario movie trailer direct, which they actually have also played pretty much roughly at the same time at that 4 o'clock uh, time frame. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And again, the fact that they also acknowledged it was at also be playing online as well as New York Comic Con, so that was a nice little uh, detail from them. So, really do appreciate them. But, yeah, like, over there, of course, there's a lot of things. We're going to, like, one being, of course, a lot of stars from David Borealis to uh, Steve Burns of Blue's Clues. Like, yeah, I actually saw uh, Steve. Such an awesome guy, obviously. But he was, like, very tired. And, of course, like, other people, like, I'm surprised. Um, uh, is, is it Jerry Pal Yeah, Jerry Palaki of Supernatural. Yeah, uh, basically promoting with the Winchesters. There's a whole lot of stars were over there. So it was, like. Wait, it, hold on. Padalecki was there or, or Jensen Ackles? Uh, Jensen Ackles, yeah, okay. Jensen Ackles, yeah, yeah. I forgot which one. Pa yeah, Padalecki became Walker, and but it was Ackles who made. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
as as a supernatural fan, I have to make sure it's accurate. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, when I, I didn't attend that um the the Winchester one, but panel, but yeah, that's when he uh when Echoes uh showed uh the announced that uh, Tom Welling of uh, Smallsville fame will be coming into the Winchester switch. Okay, fine, fine. Ah, like two series kind of butting heads before, but now joined together. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, like aside from that, yeah, I've seen like definitely some plenty of cosplay. It's also like one amazing uh, Majora's Mask cosplay. So it actually took a shot as well as like a Midnight one. So overall, there's definitely some good uh, Nintendo representation at New York Comic Con. So that I'm happy for. I mean, of course, with the Super Mario movie and all that. But yeah, overall, I mean, I could, I'll be definitely talking a bit more in my um, overall review of New York Comic Con as soon as I can. But yeah, overall, it is just quite something. It was definitely quite events. So it was great. It was great. Uh, aside from that, it's like, uh, from what I've been playing, it's like I've been more or less going back into um, Splatoon 3 and currently just reached up to S rank plus 7. So I'm not sure like what's gonna be the requirement to get the X rate X rank, but hopefully maybe on S plus ten, but who knows? But so yeah, going on that. As well, I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch 2 on PS4 and uh yeah that that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk more about that. But yeah, my my quick experience is yeah, I kind of prefer Overwatch one a little bit better just because it actually was functioning. So yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll talk more in the podcast. And aside from that, uh, yeah, just continuing with Final Fantasy Heroes. Um, we expect to get a new banner of this uh, coming Monday. But I know with the recent uh, Halloween banner with um, with the Duo Duma, which again, nice little combo. So that's kind of, that's kind of nice. But yeah, uh, just more or less been playing on uh, Splatoon 3 right now. And of course, naturally, as you said, we are getting ready for Sparks of Hope and Bayonetta 3, which, and of course, other, other ports as well with um, Persona 5 coming to, Persona 5 Royal come to Switch, as well as just <laughs> so many games are coming out this month. It's crazy. Oh, and again, uh, it's like seven days of one another. It's 20th, 21st, 28th. Like, really? <laughs> Like, it couldn't do, do us a solid? I mean, come on. Right, and we just recently had near, the new uh, game of the Yorha edition that came earlier this month, which I've heard that game runs actually pretty dang good oh, on yeah. Switch. Which I, I've heard, I saw many previews saying it's like the best Switch port ever, which, you know, debatable just because of content. But still, like that's a, that was a game meant for next-gen consoles, and as, as nice as the Switch is, it's still lacks in certain right areas. right right in terms of performance but the fact that like I, the studio actually made it to run on uh 30 frames but 1080p on a switch is like okay okay like i take graphics over uh frame rates but that's fine so yeah oh yeah uh i'll just wrap it up but yeah just so many games and i kind of want to pre-order the, the the one more edition from atlas of persona 5 royal 4 switch but at the same time it's just so much money right now and i spent too much on your comic with all the autographs and all that so <laughs> But yeah, overall, um, it, it was fun. I played a lot of games, and yeah, just this month, get yeah, get your wallets ready because it is gonna be a doozy. <laughs> yeah, again, we're gonna be broke, but we will endeavor to push through because we care and we want to play games. But we care. <laughs> we want to go down smiling. Yeah. Aya, uh, uh, Or as a certain character in Death Battle is gonna say in a few days, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. How about you? Alrighty, so I didn't get nearly as much done as I'd want of this week. Um, so the reason I didn't wasn't here last week is because I went over to my 
niece's for her birthday, and it lasted like five days, basically. And then when I came home, I got a cold from her. So, hooray. But I did... Exactly. (laughs) It's all about getting all the diseases passed around. Um, So I played a lot of, actually, Trails in the Sky, because after finishing Trails from Zero, I, I wanted to go back. And I originally tried to do it on the PC and then realized the PC port is still garbage. <laughs> uh, anyone of you who want to play Trails in the Sky, I'd recommend the Vita because the PC version is just terrible in comparison. It's just so slow and janky and you have no hotkeys for anything, so you have to go to the menu for literally everything and it sucks. <clears throat> you know, you think if I want to interject here. If you think about it, shouldn't we be over the whole bad port situation? I mean, think about it. We're like how many console generations in, and we had there are there are whole studios dedicated to just porting. Like you don't even have to be the main studio to port anything anymore. You uh, you just you just don't. So why is it we're still sucking at porting? Like really, I, I really need to know. I, I don't know. It's just unfortunate that they're not trying to update it or anything, but I guess that's just because of how awkward the licensing is with Trails in the Sky. Like, Exeed owns some of it, Falcom so- owns some of it, and then it's just like they can't agree on anything, and now that's why NIS America is doing stuff with Trails, is because they can apparently be more agreeable to Falcom's conditions kind of a deal. But then you also look at Falcom having some really wonky ones, like the Trails from Zero one, where they didn't want to do an actual re-release. So they just released the PS4 version as the old version it already was before in Japan. So they, there's a whole like underground like problem with the Trail series that goes with a lot of different developers and publishers. But overall, it's still a great series. Nothing, it's just... Uh, yeah. Don't expect getting uh, Trails in the Sky until the licensing issues are either managed or they just try to remake the game from the ground up. Yeah, I can understand that. And for the record, publishers, we're not saying that you have to take the you know the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment. <laughs> you know that like that that's that's for the dedicated. <clears throat> look how long that one took to come out. Okay. We don't want seven years for this, especially because the Trails in the Sky is three separate games. So. <laughs> there you go. But you know you at this point you. It's almost expected that a port has to be good, and when you fail, that's really on you. Like, seriously. If, if, if someone could get, you know, Nier Almada to work beautifully on the Switch, or uh, take the reins from Insomniac to port the two Spider-Man games onto PC and have it look beautiful. I played the original and the, the new one's coming out in November. Yeah, props to Nixies for that, because yeah. that like Spider-Man is fantastic on PC. Yeah, I, lo- I loved it. It's one of the Best games I've played of the year. Full stop. I, I truly believe. Not not Xenoblade good. <laughs> I'm sorry. One made me cry and one made me, you know, emotional. There's a difference. There's a, there's a difference. For the record of Xenoblade made me cry. Uh, but like. Saying screwball didn't make you cry. <laughs> cre- tears of agony. Like, you're back. Why? Seriously, who thought that was a good idea? And like, if, and it was the worst part was that, again, she came back in the DLC. Why? And, 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 I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure she's in the Miles game. Why? Uh, it's sad. Well, you know what they say, Miles to walk before I sleep. Moving on! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, because we've been gone for two weeks, we honestly have two weeks worth of news to do, so let's get right into it. So, 
it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, Bayonetta 3. Yes, our dear Umbra Witch is just two weeks away from her majestic rival slash return slash long way to return slash your unfashionably late Bayonetta. Hurry up already! But because of uh, her impending arrival slash return, we've gotten so many new updates and trailers and gameplay videos, and it's really been interesting. We got a gameplay video from a Game Informer about Viola, the Umbra Witch in training, who you're going to meet. Uh, she plays entirely different from Bayonetta, and I look forward to trying her out. Uh, a new trailer came out today, which teased the story, and apparently Bayonetta's going multiversal. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why not at this point everything needs a multiverse everything apparently needs a multiverse. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna say it right now if this game is good i'm gonna call this my multiverse of madness <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like if you have played the prior two games then yeah you know time is time travel is a big thing especially with that ending of up another two so yeah it kind of meshes in well with the third game so but this trailer with Viola and everyone else, and especially hearing more of uh, Jennifer Hale's performance as Bayonetta, like uh, it definitely sold, sold me a little bit more up on it. And of course, it, it's not Helena Taylor, but I'll take what I can get. I'll take what. I can yeah, get. they they did address that. They confirmed that she the say her name again, the original. Uh, Helena Helena Taylor. Right. Sorry. Uh, she she had some scheduling conflicts, so they had to call in a replacement, and they got arguably one of the best possible replacements you could ever get in Jennifer Hale. If you do not recognize her name, type it up and you will see every single character that she has ever done, including Fem Shep from Mass Effect. All right. She's a legend in the voice acting industry. Mm -mm, and don't forget, she also yes. voices Samus Aaron. It, yeah, in Metroid Prime, which had like how many voice lines exactly? Still counts. It still counts. counts. Still it, counts. counts. It, counts. it counts. It counts. But uh, because I had to look that up when I was doing a piece on her. But. Yeah, she's she's done so many roles, so she's gonna do great. And as you saw in the trailers, she does. She sounds like Bayonetta. I mean, it's not a perfect match, but it's good enough. And also, Platinum Studios said that they had expectations, and she blew them away. And we all know that Platinum has high expectations they set for their games. All right, so if they're happy with Jennifer Hale, you will be too. And but anyway, the the new trailers were showing the the different beings she's gonna face. There's a thing called the Singularity. Luca is apparently gonna be a key plot point in the story, including how he might connect to Viola, maybe. So, and also there's like a thousand bayonetas now. Okay, that's not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> yeah, like with, with the whole multiverses of bayonetas, like different times. I mean, again, you saw in the trailer. Apparently, we're in the samurai period with with that. So I expect at least I'm still sticking with my guns that Helena Taylor will at least be at least a cameo, at least one, or even a, like an Easter egg of some sort. Because again, there's no way you can like have Bayonetta when a Helena Taylor. It's just like it it doesn't work that way. But who knows? Who knows? But yeah, this game is just shaping up to be so crazy with that platinum style that you always know and love. So yeah. I, I cannot wait for my game to come in as well as that uh, special edition to come in as well. So now I have all three games on Switch library, so the trilogy is finally complete. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks it looks good. It looks fun. And as usual, it looks insane because it's, you know, Platinum Games and they don't know how to do anything straightforward. Uh, see Nier Automata and all the other, or even Wonderful 101 and mm -hmm. all the other games they've made. They don't, they don't do basic 
I think the most basic thing they've ever done was when they did licensed games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Legend of Korra, and as well as the Transformer game. The last time and Transformer well. game, and all of those games yeah. sucked. Uh, with the exception of the Transformer game, I heard that one was actually pretty decent. Fair enough. But uh, when they make their original properties, they take it to the moon, and for all we know, Bayonetta's going to go to the moon. Apparently, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so again, that one—that one's on the twenty-eighth. So you got two weeks on that one. So again, you got—you got seven days to beat Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, and then you need to go right into Bayonetta. Good luck. <laughs> Straight up, good luck. Speaking of Sparks of Hope, uh, did you guys watch the cinematic trailer that came out for the game? I have. I have. Scott. I watched part of it, and I can't say I watched all of it though. How can? How can you start it? Never mind. Not gonna ask. Not gonna ask. Because uh, I get really distracted. Clearly, Mister, I don't know when the podcast is. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna let, let live this down. You, I'll be on my deathbed, and you'll be like, "Do you know when the podcast was?" Yeah. <laughs> like, Scott, Scott, are you gonna be able to make the podcast on Thursday? Thursday, Thursday at eight seven eight Central. Just like every time for the last thirty five years. <laughs> if you make it that long, anyway. Uh, but yes, there was a new cinematic trailer for Sparks of Hope, and I loved it. I mean, they 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 did a slightly cinematic trailer before with the uh, the narration bit where we found out about, we, they teased Rosalina as Cursa, but this was much grander. Like this was all I, I don't think cinematics was a quality. I mean, this is this felt like a movie. Like I would I would watch the series of. Mario and Rabbids, like if they, they turned it into a series, I would watch it because the animation mm, was mm, that mm, crisp, you know. Mm. There was so much personality in it, like like Bowser stomping off the ship. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Like yeah. that that was big boss energy right there. Uh, <laughs> or or Rabbit, <laughs> Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Rosalina. Oh yeah, Rosalina. I feel like she, she kind of stole it, especially with just that counterpart of like the original character. Yeah. So yeah, like just that lethargic, like I don't, I don't care. Let me sleep. And like <laughs> just that oozing personality of hers is like I think she may actually see the show aside from like the new um rap character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it it was a really cool trailer, and it it honestly made me even more hyped for the game. They showed some gameplay like right at the end, but. <clears throat> Oh, we, we've seen enough of that by this point. We know where we're going to get. Uh, I think this game is going to be not just a hit. I think it, it, if they play it the right way and they, they put the quality in it that they promised, I think this could be a game of the year contender. Like, I, I really believe it. The first one was a surprise hit and, like, no one knew what to expect from it. But this time, all the hype is there. Everyone wants to see this game. And if it's as quality as it could be, it could. I feel it could be a game of the year contender. I will even go so far as to say that I think the Game Awards is going to give it the, you know, Game of the Year over Elden Ring. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, we it takes two one last year, so nothing is out of, the, out of possibility. Now with Jeff Keighley in charge. Oh, Last of Us Part 2 was the Game of the Year. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Stop <laughs> it. Just stop. Not bitter. Not bitter. Animal Crossing should have won. Moving on. Uh, Alright, this next story is absolutely for Will. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has been teasing a lot of things, and they've been dropping a lot of new trailers. And they decided, hey, we're going to drop a new trailer for our new uh, gym leader, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we'll t tell them what they got. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in this recent new trailer for the gym leader, uh, help, me, help me with this thought. The, the gym leader's name is... 
Iona? Iona? Yeah, Iona, yeah, basically a, a, a wordplay on Ions. Yeah, Iona, basically, more or less, she is basically a, a YouTuber slash VTuber. And the way she, like, obviously, unfortunately, like, the, the video itself was basically in Japanese. So this was, like, pure YouTuber. Like, oh, please, like and subscribe. Like, like I was, this wouldn't be the first character that actually is in the influencer, as she self-describes her as. But yeah, as a YouTuber influencer showing up, like, yeah, I am a, the, one of the leaders who uses electric Pokemon. And uh, <laughs> one, a lot... A lot of people compare it to this, like one as a YouTuber, but also as well that this kind of Nintendo's turn into the VTuber territory because again, VTubers are slowly taking over the world right now. If you haven't noticed, slowly, uh, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe not, that would be the right word to you describe it, but yeah, I honor just like yeah, just the whole shark, the design with the whole shark team, and like uh, maybe many of you, including myself, thought that this was a VTuber of some sort. And it's it's definitely a weird thing to see how Pokemon. I mean, of course, po the Pokemon company has always taken reference in modern day culture, but now with the idol culture, with the um, like in the prior show with the whole gang thing, like the whole big boots uh, from the from the last trailer, but now with with this with this one with the new leader as like yeah, we have this one that's like a code, the one with a whip, and now as a influencer slash VTuber is like. Okay, we are definitely entering a strange time in Pokemon world right now. So as long as we don't something. get the NFT nerd. Oh God. We don't <laughs> need any crypto bros in our Pokemon. So don't 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 jinx it. With with our luck, you never know. Also, I do wanna note one thing. Uh I can hear some Pokemon fans screaming in the background. Uh if we want to talk about pure influencers, I think the first one was Rehan, because he always took a selfie before right 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 i have seen a lot of fan art kind of comparing those uh, two of them right. yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i mean right his thing right before he did a gigantamax was he would take a picture of him with a giant pokeball and then he'd throw it so but vtuber absolutely iona is is the first and she was something uh, we, just, we were talking about this before the podcast i want to know why the women in this region have uh pointed teeth <laughs> I mean, per the professor had fangs, and this one has like straight up shark teeth. And then, and then Will was explaining how this is actually a part of VTuber culture. Uh, well, ot general otaku culture itself, or slash idol culture, because I'm not sure if you if you never well, no, you you never delve into the, the whole. But it, a very popular VTuber name of Galgura, who who's basically a shark VTuber, has shark teeth, and if not arguably one deep most popular VTubers out there on Hololive. And apparently uh, Pokemon Company has noticed this and people just like love the small gremlin energy of like the high Genki, high energetic uh, girl, which with shark teeth, which again, it is a niche and people love that kind of characteristic. So yeah, might as well put it in a Pokemon game just because one, sure, we like our dark theme in influences, but as well, we like the whole uh, like idol culture and all that. Because again, Pokemon is a Japanese company, who knew? I just want to note, Will, that no, to quote what you said, no, I did not go into the hole. <laughs> uh, phrasing? Oh, gosh, Lana. All right. Uh, but yeah, we now the, 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 the dumb thing, I, I want to call this out. They basically made it like a two-part trailer. Like, mm -mm -mm -mm. With the whole, like, oh, I'm going to reveal this new Pokemon next time on the channel. Like, <sighs> really? You do all this wind-up and you don't deliver the pitch? Like, really? Like, I, yes, I get it. That's a VTuber kind of thing, but... You're still a gaming company. 
All right, and she was definitely teasing a new Pokemon because of the description mm -hmm. that she gave. Yeah. So hopefully we will get new information on that soon enough. But we also had a 14-minute, 14 14-minute 14 Pokemon trailer uh, talking about journeying through Paladea. And a lot of it was familiar information, but we did get some new stuff, including uh, the Let's Go feature, which you actually got to see in action. You can just summon a Pokemon and have it go fight some other Pokemon really quickly so you don't have to go into the battle animation, which is, I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate that. You know? Very much. <laughs> I mean, some people have time and some people don't, all right? And you can also do it to get items that are nearby, which are which are cool. Even um, if I have time, I'd rather just walk around hatching my eggs. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually got a little more in-depth look at the Team Star base where you will have to fight wave upon wave of their grunt, but you do that via Let's Go battles. So you can some like multi... You're, bring out multiple of your Pokemon to fight all the grunts, and then you sum and then that summons, for lack of a better term, one of the bosses, like Clea, who will be riding the uh, giant car, uh, which you will also have to fight, it, they, but they don't show how, so joy. Um, <laughs> one of the new things it did show was the technical machine, technical machine machine? Really? Like, you couldn't think technical machine apparatus, technical machine system, like, really? Alright, so what happens is you're gonna you're going to fight Pokemon, that's fine. But you're going to collect items and parts from them uh, that they drop, and collecting enough of them will allow you to make special TMs that you can then uh, teach your Pokemon. So instead of having to wander around and hope you find the TM that you want, you can just make them, which I do appreciate. Like This is like an evolution like what they did with HMs, where it's not required that you have to learn them to get everywhere outside of maybe Surf. So Because remember when we had to have like a Pokemon with Surf, Waterfall, uh, whirlpool, because you know you have you have to get around Hoenn because there's 7.8 too much water. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what was the other thing. Oh yeah, selfies, which we were just talking about. <laughs> yes, you will be able to take selfies with your Pokemon. Uh, there was a new Pokemon announced in a Farigaraf. Get it? It's a palindrome. So clever. It's really not. It's really not. Also, if you recall, Girafferig is the evolution of Girafferig from Johto. Uh, Girafferig had a tail that also had a brain. They even referenced this in the anime where it almost attacked Pikachu on its own. Uh, the tail and the giraffe head are now one, which is not creepy at all. Not in the slightest. Uh... Oh, okay, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 freaky. Like we've had freaky Pokemon before, but I'm gonna put this on the list. Uh, let's see. They, we, we got a good look at uh, Brassius's gym. We're actually going to have a little bit of a crowd. Not as much as Galar's crowd, where that was more like sports events. But there's a crowd, you know, cheering on the fight, so that's pretty cool. And we got to see, we got to see a little more terrestrializing, including him turning a Sudowoodoo into an actual grass type instead of a rock type. Uh, we got more customization options, which I know some people are going to enjoy. Uh, and then there's the picnic area. The, this one is interesting. Because this is the new version of like the Pokemon camps, you'll be able to uh, make sandwiches. Get you not. You'll be able to make sandwiches with your Pokemon. You'll be able to like bathe and clean your Pokemon because they're gonna get dirtier after a while. Not unlike what we just saw with Xenoblade Chronicles Three, where you can you know wash up after uh, when you get to the campfire. And then for some reason, I don't get this at all. You will sometimes find a Pokemon egg in a picnic basket. Sure. <laughs> How did the egg get there? Why is the egg there? Does that mean that some... Uh, how do I say this delicately? That things were happening during the <laughs> picnic? And how is it that it happened that quickly? 
for lack of a better term, uh, that an egg suddenly appeared and they decided, hey, let's put it in the picnic basket. Like, these are the questions that keep me up at night, okay? <laughs> also, going back to the sandwiches really quick, if you make a certain kind of sandwich and it's good enough quality, you will actually be able to influence the type of Pokemon you can meet and certain other status effects. So it is something you should try out. So, and then they talked about the co-op battles. Again, that was, uh, that was all good. Okay, that was basically it. But yeah, it's a, it was really long. Like, I didn't write about this on the site for a while because I, I needed to, like, actually watch it. And it was, it was, it was, a, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to get through at times because I'm like, I've already know this. I already know this. Why is this force even this long? Why, why, why? Uh, yeah. And then the other Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news is uh, pre-sales, which I know is, is so interesting for all of us. But uh, Scarlet and Violet is actually outpacing Sword and Shield in Japanese pre-orders by a good margin. Like yeah. a very good margin. So just for context, by the time that Sword and Shield came out, they had about 800,000 pre-orders, which is really good. Uh, Sword and Shield with about, let's just say, less than 40 days to launch. Uh, uh, we're about 35. So about 35 days to launch, it's almost to 800,000 right now. And you know that that's going to go up before the end. And they actually had that graph showing of this. And Sword and Shield is like this very steady curve upward, you know, kind of like a standard business trajectory. Well, Sword and Shield is like much more jagged and it's going up, including uh, it had a huge spike like 50 days before launch. I have no idea. Well, maybe it was a new trailer announcement was around that time i don't know but it mm. had this huge spike and, <laughs> like if it i mean it probably won't be splatoon 3 numbers but you know what is i mean if anything else like the marketing for pokemon scarlet and violet definitely helped out a lot and like i mean not to say that sword and she also had his marketing but again the fact that one with the whole league situation prior to release yeah a lot of it kind of maybe that kind of dampered it but yeah with um uh Scar scarlet and violet especially with the whole uh new look the new professors i mean again the pokemon fandom is pokemon fandom and they would jump onto anything so anything. <laughs> almost anything I'm just, I'm just saying but yeah uh i'm excited for this because a just that means that just japanese pre-orders just Japanese pre-orders is almost 800,000. That doesn't include the UK or the US or all of the regions, which means that I, I would bet you anything that pre-orders right now are well over a million, easily. <laughs> and, and then there's some people who, only, who don't do pre-orders. They buy physical or they're going to buy digital, and which was a huge thing for Splatoon 3 in Japan. So there, there's a lot to look forward to with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And again, we are almost a month away from release. So... Uh, expect more uh, reveals like this. Hopefully, though, of the non-VTuber variety. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> I, I try not to judge, but I judge a lot. All right, next up, we have uh, one that a former co-host whose spirit I can still feel in the podcast room at times. Sonic Frontiers. They, mm. they, there was a new combat trailer that dropped today, and it honestly made the combat look very interesting for the game in terms of how uh, there, there was. They talked about the skill tree. They talked about upgrades that Sonic will get. They talked about a new ability called Phantom Rush, where you're basically going to become a Dragon Ball Z character, as, uh, <laughs> as Twitter likes to say. And how you have to upgrade Sonic to defeat the the various enemies you'll defeat on the Starfall Islands, because uh, you'll go to them in uh, progression. So the first island, which is called Chronos Island, apparently, 
the enemies there are weaker to the enemies you'll be at the later islands. So you need to upgrade so that you can at least have a shot at defeating those later island bosses, which is fine. I'm curious how this is going to feel, though. Um, usually I would ask our Sonic expert here, but clearly no one on the podcast likes it. <laughs> Who could that have been? The, uh, the way that they, like I've seen so far and like the way you just described it now, it seems like they kind of go in the same realm, like a little bit into with mo what Monolith is doing with Xenoblade. Like, yeah, there's like this one ha like high-level boss enemy that you can't take on right now, so you got to level up Sonic, so all the RPG style. And like... As well as they showed the combat feature, we're going to like different moves as well as the whole parry system. I know that kind of emphasizing that a little bit. It was, yeah. One first things first. One is it still going to be that Sonic game, which a lot of people are saying it may actually be a good solid Sonic game. So, but again, we won't know until the game comes out. So yeah. it, it's going to be up to the players and the fan base to see how it is. But at the moment, right now, with the impressions has it is right now. It seems it has a potential, but again, you know, you don't, we don't know yet. Yeah, I'm optimistic, but that doesn't mean it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> faith, Alfred, faith. <laughs> uh, well, this one, even though, okay, I got to say this correctly. Parts of it felt like Sonic. Parts of it didn't. Like the, like the Dragon Ball Z attack. Like that doesn't feel like Sonic. But then again, Sonic does evolve. I mean characters have to evolve the question will be does it feel like it's going fast now, there, there was this like pinball style attack that you can do that felt like a sonic thing because he would totally mm -hmm. do a pinball move absolutely um but i'm very curious to see how fans like the upgrade system whether they think that's actually a hindrance to sonic and to be clear if you haven't seen the video uh certain sonic attacks he'll have already he'll have his homing attack he'll have the drop dash he'll have a stomp so he'll have that at the beginning of the game, but it won't be enough to defeat the later enemies. That's why you have to use the skills and upgrades. But I wonder if it'll, it'll almost slow down the pace. And then they were also said the Phantom Rush meter, you have to build up by doing combos, like multiple attacks at once. And I'm curious about how that will feel to gamers. It's clear Sega, Sega and Sonic Team are throwing everything they can at this to make it stick, to make it work. And I appreciate that to an extent. But if this backfires again, they'll have no one to blame but themselves. They're like, we tried so hard. Like, yes, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted, nor did we ask for. So, so, so in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to. Uh, okay, okay. I saw that music video was on Twitter. I have it stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, Sonic Team, if this game does well, by all means, fine, it does well. But at the same time, just remember, listen to your fans. All we just want is a Sonic Mania 2. That's all we yeah. want. Listen, that's what Tyler wants. That's all we <laughs> have to ask for. T T Tyler? T Tyler? <laughs> Tyler? Uh-oh. Uh, you said uh, the word. Uh, uh, yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, but hey, remember, they made this game to get good reviews. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah, whatever that's supposed to mean. All right. But uh, we'll, we'll, again, that's coming out November 8th. So there is still a little more time. We'll, we'll there's still some things that they haven't explained about the game. Like there's apparently some creatures that you're going to collect. Uh, that are native to the islands. So uh, I'm curious about that, but we'll see how it goes. All right, next up. Okay, this one is like almost gratuitous to a stupid extent. Let's talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay. Um, there's the, the new DLC is coming out 
tomorrow. Today. It actually just came out just now. They just announced it oh, at the moment. Oh, I have recording. I must have oh, the wrong. I thought I said tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So the good part of the content is you're going to get a uh, new character who's, what was her name? Uh, I know. I, th I know. I think that was called. Yeah, I, I know, or something like that. It was it was really close to Iona, which I thought was really interesting because you know one came before the other. But uh, yeah, she's a new mechanical hero that she can summon, and that's gonna be good. There's also gonna be challenge quests, which you'll be able to get via the the Arc Sage No Pawn. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then there's the other content, which is you're gonna get swimsuits for everyone. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Why not? It's a Xenoblade game. I know, it's... but like. Seriously. They're learning from Gus, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the thing is, when I first saw the, I mean, when I saw the outfits in, like, the, the reveal trailer, when I was like, okay, fine. But then they actually showed them in the cutscene for the game, and, or, like, where they're swimming. And it's like, if it was just for that scene, I, I, I wouldn't care, because, you know, it, that, that actually sounds fine. But the idea that you're going to be wearing these throughout the game, like, again, these are outfits, so you can wear them throughout the game. So the idea that you're all in swimsuits and some some of them, you know, not exactly protective gear by any stretch of the imagination, um, it just feels odd. I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but like aesthetically, like like think. About, I can't say about talk some of these scenes, but like let, let think of like the emotional scene. Like let's just right, right. Like, right. Think of the ones that like where you're you're like having a deep conversation, and yet you and the camera is on like Noah and Mio's head, and they're like talking to one another. It's great, and then they pan out, and they're like in swimsuits. It's like kind of kills the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Model of Soft has has kind of that odd odd track record, especially even going back to the first game. Because again, the first game also had swimsuit armor, so like, yeah, the the inconsist the inconsistency going to those heavy moments and all that, yeah. even with back in like Xenoblade X, oh, yeah, is like you remember the controversy with that one, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah Linley, Linley Koo, yeah, which, yeah had, like, that was a, that was a long time. outfit, and she's fifteen years old canonically. Like, okay. Um, also, we actually didn't talk about this on on accident when we were doing our like first impressions in the first hour of the game or whatever. There's a scene where uh uh noah uh uni and uh lots oh, lots yeah yeah, yeah lots yeah. Are, are, are in the showers because they just got done with the mission I'm like okay that's fine and then you realize they're actually all together in the shower yep completely and, mixed yep and completely naked and then there's a scene where uh lance actually gets uni riled up and she stands up no clothes on thank thankfully we didn't see anything but it's just like they were that like their culture was that comfortable that they didn't mind seeing each other's naked bodies. Right, like, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you have seen Starship Troopers, then no, yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. I I get the reference, but no. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. But uh, yes, the, co the content is just came, is, is out now. So if if you want to get that for the swimsuits or the actual you know hero and challenge quest. Go get that. No word on DLC Pack 3 just yet. Moving on, we have Fire Emblem Engage, which has been slowly <laughs> peeling back the layers even more. Uh, we got a new revealed character of a princess from another kingdom who is a uh, both a swordsman and a mage, which is really cool. Yes, it is. And then, yeah, I, I've been very impressed with Gus animations. Like you, like you said, they are very, very detailed. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I am honestly getting more excited for this game, and and we've only seen like one real trailer. So. Yep. All right, but the one thing I want to talk about is that on Twitter they they talked about 
they showed an actual picture of the realm we're going to be in, which is the continent of Elos, Elios, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be four countries and one holy land. So actually not too far from what uh, Fodlan was in Three Houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we get to see a map of it, and it actually is a really cool, cool-looking region. And they have the circle of emblems around it, and we could see possibly all the characters that we're going to get to summon, including maybe Corin and Lynn and Roy. And, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about this because I want to see how far they go with, with the emblem idea and mm-hmm. uh, traveling to these four countries to see like what they're like and who we're going to meet there and where the rings are. Because uh, we only have seen like five characters of the main party. Uh, the princess, Fram, Fram and Graham, your main character, and then the old general. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get more information on that as we get going. But I'm, I'm still very excited about this game. Mm-hmm, yeah, and sh- like just seeing the details, and of course naturally with the final fans just like like analyzing it to the fine details. Like, like because I just also remember like there was a recent post also kind of highlighting Celica, Celica's uh, 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 ring. So you now aside from like the Marv and Sigurd. So yeah, like as you said from before, Todd, like who, what other characters? I mean, of course, naturally they're gonna bring in the, mo- the modern characters like Corrin as well as, I don't know. I would be surprised if they actually bring in fake, fake heroes like Alphonse and all that, but who knows about. But it, it's definitely curious to see like what other crossovers we can expect to get. Because I, one, if they bring in Ike in this thing, then by all means you can have my money. <sighs> Sadly, I don't, yeah. I don't think we are though, because if you look if you look at the picture, Makaya is there, and uh, I don't I don't think they're gonna bring in two from the same region. So I don't think we're gonna get Ike if Makaya is there, which sucks because Ike is superior to Makaya. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ike is that. one of the main popular. Yeah, as you said, like I I'll stand with you here. Like Ike is definitely one like the one since Smash Bros. He's just so popular. I mean, sure, aside from like Roy and Marv, Ike was the next one. Again, he was represented in Smash Bros. So why yeah. not? I know. It's just I think they might do it for. And I don't mean this in the bad way, but the diversity sake, because obviously most of the lords are males, and yeah. and, and then most of the lords are sword wielders. So by having Micaiah, she's a magic user like Celica. So that you know that balances it out, and I wouldn't mind that in theory. But like, can't, why Celica? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Micaiah. Celica, <laughs> Celica is great. Micaiah is not. I will never forgive her for the soft, the father of soft children line. I will. I hate them for life for that. And if Death Battle ever does an episode with Ike, I demand that in their uh, like breakdown uh, screen. They go, not the father of soft children. All right. <laughs> I demand that they do that so that there is clarity. All right. <laughs> but you, you don't want Makai in there, even though it will have Veronica Taylor even there in the game, if it, it was that, that Veronica possibly? Taylor is the only good thing about Makai. And I didn't even realize that was Veronica Taylor at first. All right. I only found that out because of Heroes. But even <laughs> still, even, even Veronica Taylor cannot save Makai. <laughs> all right. Veronica Taylor saved Manuela. Because we all, you, all, you might you remember Will how I first thought about Manuela just because of her look, but Veronica Taylor made Manuela special. She could not make Makaya special, and that's a hill I will die on. You hear that, former co-host? That's a hill I will die on. <laughs> not better at all. All right, next up, I'm gonna go back to Pokemon really quickly. Uh, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. Uh, that got a release date finally. It is for uh, it'll arrive in its first batch on Netflix on October twenty first. So uh, then the first teaser they te- 
first teaser they teased. Obviously, uh, first <laughs> teaser they showed certain clips that you can expect, and it appears that the first batch will have the Serena episode in it. Uh, it might have the Lucario episode in it. I'm sorry, uh, Greninja, the Greninja episode in it, and so on. So we will see. We'll be getting ever closer to the Masterclass, which is about to hit its uh, zenith in Japan. So again, if you don't want spoilers, you need to, you know, stay off social media or block certain words so you don't accidentally get spoiled. But uh, I'm excited for this because I, I want this to ramp up and, you know, hit the climax. But there is a dark side to this. And this is something that fans found out. Uh, there is apparently a problem with the animation studio of Pokemon Journeys. Mainly, they are apparently understaffed. Which is a problem that a lot of anime studios have been hit recently. There's like budget cuts and budget restrictions, which has been a, a huge thing with Netflix, unfortunately. Uh, outside of Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is you know Studio Trigger, and they they had all the people needed to make that show awesome. But that's actually why you don't know when the next anime is coming out, even though Journeys is almost over. Like allegedly, they're only like ten episodes away from the the end. But uh, yeah. The, uh, one of the staffers said, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening? They go, because we don't have the people to make it better. And like, okay. And this is, this is Pokemon. You know, this isn't the, like a, a newer anime or a niche anime. This is Pokemon. And they're having staff issues. They're having staff problems. Like, what? Hmm. Really? That's just wrong. I mean, we're we're seeing it all over the. If you haven't like breaking kayfabe, if you haven't seen like the news about Warner Brothers Discovery and how they ditched some of their writers program, <laughs> they recanted because of the backlash. But the, but they still did it. I mean, and then there's the news about Cartoon Network and how it's merging with Warner Brothers Animation or whatever, and the HBO debacle. It, like it's bad. It's really bad. And Netflix isn't doing well with their animation against outside of Cyberpunk, but that was the exception, not the rule. Um, it's a scary time to be in the animation business when this should be at our peak. This should be a, this should be its zenith with everything that's going on in anime right now with Bleach and My Hero and Attack on Titans coming back in 2023. Pokemon is and with the recent hype of Chainsaw Man. Which, yeah, cha oh, cha oh, God, Chainsaw Man. I, I'm sure that's gonna be like your new favorite show, Will. If it's not, uh, I I have actually saw that in New York Comic Con, and the first episode is currently out right now on Crunchyroll, and I, I actually binge read the manga. It is something. It is definitely something. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. That's why this is an anime. I will draw a hard line on not watching because I know it's something. Okay, like even the Death Battle cast where they did a uh, a Misama versus a uh, Goro Gojo. From a, oh, Gojo. Okay, Gojo. Uh, uh, how do you say that name? Jujutsu Kaisen. Thank you. Uh, this is this is why I need you, Will. Uh, like just hearing about all the insanity of just one character in Misama, and I'm just like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm if you thought and you thought Attack on Titan was crazy, play Chainsaw Man. I know. So definitely not. And I even saw a person warned that. Chainsaw Man is not for someone who has a fragile mental health. No, <laughs> do not. If you if you like really have like a very innocent way, way view of the world, by all means, this will shatter it. Me, that's me. <laughs> I'm naive. Deal with it. Uh, but yeah, going going back to the staffing issue, I hope this has worked out because Pokemon is too important to have a dip in quality, to have lower standards and whatever. It's one of the longest running. It's is it the longest running? Yeah, it should be. 
I think so. I mean, aside from like other shows like Simpsons and all that, but yeah, well, Pokemon is definitely one of those. Anime, top though, there, yeah. pure anime, like it has to be the longest run because it came out before One Piece and Naruto and all of them. Did it? Um, okay, uh, well, let's let's look it up. I'll, I'll, let's, let's break kayfabe. I'm very curious about because that. I know One Piece. We we just celebrated. I think it's like it's up beyond 25 years now because yeah. like, with the recent uh, what, One Piece what, Red film coming out. So go. what's the longest running anime? Okay, okay, technically. It's Dragon Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically. Technically, but... <laughs> okay, but if we're, if, we're, if we're talking actual consistency, in, it, it has to be Pokemon. Because... Okay, so the original... I mean, Dragon how many Ball, seasons were there? Like, yeah, plenty of seasons. We're over, we're over 20 seasons. Uh, if we're talking like, the, like, you know, like Pokemon, Pokemon Advance, Pokemon Advance Battles, so, and stuff like that. Uh, okay, so the first Dragon Ball episode, like the original, original Dragon Ball, was 1986. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Z was 89 to 86. GT was 96 to 97. Gee, why, I wonder why that was only a year. Um, then Kai happened 2009. So that's a 12-year gap. And then Super was 15 to 18, which makes me feel so old right now. Um, <laughs> but Pokemon was 92? 94? Yeah, it was around that time period when Something Pokemon like uh, the game came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, if we're talking consistent anime, it's 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 got to be Pokemon. If we're talking about like real origins and series that are technically still going on, it's Dragon Ball. <laughs> There's only one anime I could think of that maybe could beat that. That'd be Detective Conan. Ah, yes, that is old as heck. Yes. Really? That one continues to air also very frequently, and it came out in like '96 or something like Wait, that. Well, hold on, <laughs> here, hold on. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. So there is a wiki page of list of anime franchises by episode count. Okay. Number one is something called Sazesan. Sazesan, that sounds familiar. Okay, oh. it's from 1969. It's nice. Still ongoing. And it's, but it's a seven minute episode count. Okay, so, it's a, the short <laughs> episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, kind of like, kind of like the Peanuts cartoon. You know, like it, it's enduring because you can put it in a small Sunday morning paper. Then there's Doraemon. Oh, classic, oh, classic, classic, okay, classic, classic. Yeah, yeah, also I know that ongoing, one. also only 11 minutes. Also, I, I should have mentioned Sazezan, 7,800 episodes. That yeah, is yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Woo! Yeah. So then there's Doraemon, uh, Nintama Rantaro, uh, oh, okay, okay. Oj Oyako Club. Uh, notice I haven't gone to Pokemon yet. Uh, Soreke Anpanman. Oh, Anpanman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that one's an actual full anime at 24 minutes. Uh, then there's Kirin Monoshiri Akata. I apologize if I'm butchering these names, Will. Uh, Chibi, Chibi Maroko-chan. Oh, Maruka-chan, yes, 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 I yeah. remember that one. That's from 1990. Uh, Kira Nishita no Calendar. Calendar. Uh, Magna Nippon Murokashi Banashi. Uh, these names. Hoka Hoka Kazuko. Uh, Shima Shimajiro. And then Pokemon is 13. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Pokemon okay. is 13. Dragon Ball's not even on this list because... Okay, Dragon Ball is 24 because it has 881 episodes, so... Okay, so it's my episode count there. Gotcha. Yeah, if we're going by pure episode count, um, that's that. Wait a minute, Dual Masters is on here? What? What? That's how does that have? That's still ongoing. Not in America, it ain't. 
that was so weird. That was a weird show. Uh, but yeah, if we're talking pure anime, then yeah, Pokemon is 13. If we're talking full episode anime, which I feel is fair, it's number four. Like, I'm talking like 20, 20 minutes and above. So that's mm -hmm. number four. And these other ones are obviously, like, you know, only for Japan, which is fine. But more, the more you know, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Hey, I found out that dentistry yesterday was invented, like, in 7000 BC. I had no idea. <laughs> the, more, the more you know. All right, moving on, because we really need to. Um, there was a Breath of the Wild statue unveiled at Nintendo. Oh. And it's, A, beautiful. Uh, it was at it was at Nintendo Live in Japan, which we'll be talking about all in a second. <laughs> but they were they had a life sized Link statue from Breath of the sorry uh, Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom. Sorry, <laughs> and the key thing here outside of Link looking great was he had a transformed arm that he's reaching out in the pose. What happened to his arm? Why is he reaching that way? What is he, it looks like he's trying to grab something or activate something. What is he reaching or activating? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that figure basically basically let uh, set a fire in the flames. Like the speculation was there, including uh, Sakurai himself actually took a picture with that uh, statue. And yeah, just so many questions to be asked of Tears of the Kingdom. Which again, I'm so I, I find it funny. Funny uh, you said Todd because. I, People still confuse it as Breath of the Wild 2, but it is Tears of the Kingdom, what people still call it Breath of the Wild, but I digress. But yeah, that statue itself, what what mystery? Why is it called like, the Tears of the Kingdom, the whole mechanics and all that? Like So many questions, a speculation. What is it? What does it all mean? Yeah, and, and, I, and again, I do apologize for not saying Tears of the Kingdom, but it's because we've been calling it Breath of the Wild 2 for so long. Of the Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, we have to still get used to. We still have only seen one trailer where it's like used in that name and that was right at the end we haven't even heard someone actually say from nintendo you know breath of the wild or sorry see, see, did it again <laughs> kingdom is coming out soon and blah 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 you know once we hear aaron yuma say and we get like more more vernacular we'll be fine but yeah there's a lot of mystery behind this statue but the statue looks beautiful i want mm. it i i don't care if i have to fly to japan and steal it i will like Life finds a way. <laughs> I mean, if anything else, I know I'm pretty sure that the uh, first four figures is, is obviously going to make a, a, a Zelda figurine like that. They have been known to make uh, fairly quality uh, figurines like the Midna ones and the uh, Ganondorf ones. So no doubt about it, first four figurines will make something of such. No doubt. Oh, I, and I know, I know, I know we, we're already off the anime topic, but I, I wanted to talk about one thing. Um, in <laughs> Hong Kong, they, they haven't had the release of Dragon Ball Super Superhero yet. So they're promoting it by having a giant Gohan statue in like the middle of the city. And when I say giant, I mean it's got to be like twenty feet tall. And then there's a podium wow. that's like five feet tall under it. So there's the podium and the statue that makes it look like twenty to five to thirty feet tall. Like that's, that's motion, baby. That's a big darn statue. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> look it up. Seriously, it's it's hilarious. But here's my question: What happens to the statue when the promotion is done? <laughs> Can I have it? No. <laughs> can I have it? Like, I'll, I'll put it in my parents' backyard, and, like, no one will want to come over, or everyone will come over. Like, the kids and the teens will want to come over, but the parents will be like, what is Carl and Janine doing? Heck, it's the perfect repellent. Like, yeah, leave me alone. I have a giant Gohan go statue. Don't make him go beast mode. Don't make At him go beast mode. At least it's not the beast mode statue. I feel like that would make it, like, 50 feet tall. Oh, gosh. I mean, 10, 10 feet would be the hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, also at the Nintendo Live event, which was this huge fan gathering uh, last week. It was last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was during the time of New Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So they had a Splatoon 3 live concert complete with digital appearances by Off the Hook, Deep Cut, and the Squid Sisters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I honestly wish I could have been there for that. I mean, the crowd was totally into it. And, <laughs> you know, the characters singing along while the band actually played the songs was really, really cool. Uh, there were already memes about it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, like if you have seen like the prior ones from the original uh, Squid Sisters to uh, Off the Hook, then yeah, this one's no different. But just to see uh, a deep cut in the in the hologram form and seeing just them dancing, of course, like everyone loves how Shiver was just basically just really those pipes of hers. I mean, uh, uh, figuratively, <laughs> but it's just seeing the seeing the performance. Just like, yeah, it's so meta to see them in quote unquote real life. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, with Hatsune Miku and all that. But yes, to see them perform as well as like the op the opener, which is a DJKK, which they it was open prior to the um, the deep cut uh, concert. But yeah, the, the the bandmates, especially hearing the like, I think that was that one new song which w wasn't in part of the original game. So I think that's like the for the new stage. But that's just my speculation. But yeah, hearing that one new song, especially that that finisher with the um in, uh, calamari incantation uh, mix three which is the 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 final the, the final song of it. it was just like yeah seeing the squid sisters and uh deep cut it was just that was a banger that was a total banger yeah i mean this is part of the reason why it, splatoon is so popular in japan is because they do these concerts which people just again like watch there are videos of it out there watch and you'll see like the crowd they've got glow sticks and they're like you know, waving around <laughs> to the song and they're digging it like nothing else and you can say that that's part of the just japanese culture with like you know vtubers and and stuff of this nature uh the, the idols yeah idols. idols that was it i was gonna say j-pop stars but idols is better uh like with the idols and everything they dig it like they live for this stuff and so why not get the game that features you know the, all this great music and the music has always been great for Splatoon. oh for sure for sure for sure i mean I, I was writing about this for another site and it was like i was saying you know you, there's no real words in the music but you don't care you know they're singing their own language and you're still jamming along to them. it doesn't matter <laughs> That is the so a strange part. Like it, it's basically non-communal. Like you have no idea what the the, the squid knees. I don't know the the calamari knees. What whatever language the uh, a spatoon is. But the fact that people are like yeah, it resonates. Like 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 with how like the lore um uh, with the. Uh, Marina, like you heard the calamari incantation from the Squid Sisters, and like, oh, it resonates. That, that heavily, that heavily tune from uh, Ala Octavio is just like, yeah, it resonates, and yeah, it needs no words. It literally needs no words. Like that's just how powerful Splatoon songs is, and it's like with a big man just dancing, as well as like that song, like which pretty much is the theme of a uh, of uh, the Splatfest, which is uh, I love the title "Till Death Deaths Do Us Part," which I know is a great wordplay was was just absolutely amazing so the fact that you don't need to understand these lyrics but it just resonates is just amazing from Splatoon. i saw this meme the other day and i, I just couldn't help but laugh at it um uh fry and big man locked out shiver from the anarchy splatfest or splatcast room and they 
she's trying to get in and they go, hey, let's just do a splat fest about this. Who locked her out? Was it me or was it Big Man? And she's like pounding on the door. Like, trying to, like this is, it's supposed to be a three person splat fest. You can't just do a two one now. <laughs> and then, and then, and then at the end, Fry is like, oh, I can still hear her voice. It's like, I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just because she's leading the two, two, yeah, two O right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's kind of funny as well, like a good segue into that as well, because again, we all wow at New York Comic Con, we actually just got announced to the next Splatfest topic. So, oh yeah, Todd. I honestly forgot about this one. Thank you. Oh, yes, on the weekend of November 11th, which is my next Comic Con, so I've <laughs> got to think about how I'm going to play the game. Um, we are going to have a Pokemon themed Splatfest, one of mm -hmm. the ultimate themes that I feel that they could honestly do. It is fire type starters versus water type starters versus grass type starters. Not now. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yes, who are you backing as the ultimate starter crew? The fire types, the grass types, or the water types? Uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of funny as well. They this is obviously a collaboration to promote with a Scarlet and Violet. With speaker. you saw that's the silhouettes of the three stars in that game. But yeah, <laughs> but personally for me, grass type all the way, baby. Grass type all the way. Uh, Scott. I'd have to say water. Uh, oh, if you're going water, then I'm totally going fire type. I would have totally taken water if you went fire, Scott. But if you're taking water, taking fire. All right. Alrighty. Have, I mean, just the first two gens alone covers like pretty much all mm -hmm. the great mm -hmm. starters that you need with Charizard and Typhlosion. But <laughs> uh, even some of like the lesser ones, like you know, like Del Fox, you know, that's uh, you know that, that's still beloved. But then you got you know, uh, No. Um. Dang it! I don't. I, I'm gonna get it. Um, I don't. Don't say it. I know it's. Uh, dang it! Who's the? Who's the? Who's the rabbit? Uh, score bunny. Score bunny. Score score bunny. bunny. No, score score bunny to mon. Uh, reboot to. Uh, Cinderace. Cinderace. Gosh dang! I kept saying Infernape in my head. I'm like, it's a rabbit, not an ape. Yes, Cinderace. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Infernape's really great. Um. Embor, not so much. I, I, I feel like that was a, that was a rare misstep, but overall the fire types I feel dominate. But and, and I'm going for Fue Coco in uh, Pokemon <laughs> Scarlet, so there you go. But uh, yeah, that is the next Splatfest. That is the weekend of the 11th of November, a week before Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out. So you'll play Splatoon one weekend and Pokemon the next. Yep, on Veterans Day weekend, surprisingly enough, here in the states. Yeah. Look, I, I understand why you were asking me about that, Will, but. As important as Veterans Day is, there are only some people that work around that. Like, uh... I'm serious. Like the there are, and some people take advantage of that because, like, oh, people are going to be off that day, so let's do this event, like a splat fest. Right, 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 right. Out of school. So there you go. All right, moving on because we need to get to our main event. Uh, Persona three and four have been dated for other systems. And I have the dates right here. Uh, where is it? I just had it. Oh, there we go. It's a uh, January nineteenth. Mm -hmm. So it's, yes. it's still a little bit away. Uh, I do want to give one note of caution, though, and that is that if you look at the tweet, they don't post that it's for the Switch. Actually, yeah, I was pissed at Atlas on that because, like, come on, you said you have all systems, but not I include swear. the Switch logo. Come on. No, but yeah, it, they say Game Pass, Xbox X and S, Xbox One, and Windows. So maybe the Switch is getting a slightly different release date, but then again, Persona 5 didn't. So, you know, make of this what you will. 
Uh, hopefully it will get cleared up soon, or maybe they just maybe it was just an error. We really don't know. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. But it, regardless, for a majority of people, uh, you will be able to get it on uh, on in January nineteenth. Although ironically, you can actually get Persona Four Golden right now on Steam. So yes, yes. <laughs> it's releasing on other Windows stores, maybe. Yes, I <laughs> Windows Store. <laughs> right. uh, also, have you guys been watching the latest videos from Daddy Sakurai? Yes. Oh yeah, I have. I have. Yes, I have. They're, 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 they're so great. I'm just like they're, they're fantastic. Yeah, I, I loved learning the origins of uh, Kirby Superstar. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And how and how innovative and creative it was, and how we got like the Kirby hats, which <laughs> I loved his line about how it became like his nemesis in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> you created this monster, Sakurai. Deal with it. Deal with it. You did this. You did this. <laughs> so, uh, seriously, like, go watch his videos. They are just they are so enjoyable, and they're so they're so simple and beautiful and. Uh, Sakurai even poked fun at himself in one of them. Like he's talking about exercising, <laughs> which is something I totally need to do because I yeah, too too because of, my, because of my back injury, I haven't been I haven't been to the gym in like two months, if not three. And I can't even remember now. That's that's really scary when I think about it. But uh, but the idea of like, hey, why not like just get like an exercise bike and you know pedal it in your home? And like that's not a bad idea, especially with how much TV I watch. So. And once winter hits, I'm not going outside. <laughs> so I, I like the idea. And then Sakurai is like, you know, I I, I don't exercise as much as I should, and I, and I but I but I need to, but I don't want to. It's like, oh, Sakurai, you're the best. I'm gonna be sad whenever this this video series ends. Hopefully, years down the line. <laughs> but like, not anytime soon. Yeah. Not, not anytime, anytime soon. soon. He's having he's clearly having so much fun. Also, the one of the people who helped him make these videos was actually Toby Fox. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he recommended a, an editing studio to help Sakurai and so and they work together and the, and the results speak for themselves. They're really high quality. So. so you can thank Toby Fox for helping Daddy Sakurai. <laughs> yeah, no, please give us the next chapter in Deltarune. <laughs> Kidding, I don't play that. Or Undertale, but I will eventually. Alright, and finally, and I and I almost forgot about this one. Let's talk about Kingdom Hearts. No, Scott, we're not getting the native versions of the games on Switch. Sorry. I know. But it's nice to dream, but dreams are meant to be broken. <laughs> All right. The real news here is that a uh, executive producer dropped an animatic complete with voice acting on the proposed Kingdom Hearts pilot animated series all the way back for 2003. Yes. If you recall, and I had to look this up because I couldn't remember exactly myself, the original Kingdom Hearts game, the OG on PS2, was 2002. And Disney thought, hey, why don't we make a cartoon series about this? This was definitely during their heyday of, you know, uh, their afternoon series. So this honestly would have fit right in with them. Yes. And so they made an animatic. They had almost all the original voice actors, except for Haley Joel Osment, who had a scheduling conflict. And... They they had a really really detailed you know pre animation look at it and they showed like uh, the realm of Agrabah and everything and it actually looked kind of cool. They definitely changed the plot a bit because Riku was much more involved. <laughs> he was a double agent, like which ooh. I actually did appreciate. <laughs> I mean I didn't mind it, but as I noted where where I wrote somewhere else, um, there is no way that they could have kept that series going without pulling like a Game of Thrones. Yeah, they would have had to change it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we actually kind of got lucky by not having an animated series, even though it probably would have been really cool to watch animation-wise. I mean, uh, little kid me would have loved the crap out of that, to be honest. <laughs> and again, they had like all the voice actors except for Haley Jawasman. They had a fair enough, you know, replacement for him. Yeah. So, so the question is now, with you know Kingdom Hearts three out and all the spinoff games and whatever, should Disney dive back in and maybe give it a second shot now that they have this much more fleshed out plot? Hmm. I say yes, just so they can streamline it a bit, because that plot is very convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good point. Uh, I I'm very curious how they would play it though, because you know, like that is true. Each game would obviously have to be its own season, right? So like what KH1, Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, all all of them. Uh, we could skip recoded, but yeah, we can. We, we can. We can skip like recoded some of the mobile <laughs> games and whatever. But... We, we don't need Unchained in there either. No, <laughs> no. But you know, each one is its own season, so that gives them the freedom to make it as large or as short as they feel they need. But and and obviously, and then it could even do, I don't know. Like, I say they should do like two episodes per world. Unless it's like one they can reasonably fit into one, like like say, say like the pilot episode or transverse. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I I feel they could do it, but they would have to. And I know Disney is having a little bit of an issue with this recently, but they have to, you know, give the team time to actually mm-hmm. make it and make yep. it look good. You know what? A, what a concept to not rush production on something. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you'd probably want someone who's at least somewhat knowledgeable to over um, see it too. Uh, Nomura. Nomura. I, Obviously, Nomura, of I'm course. Sorry. But even Nomura, he's cr- he's crazy yeah. in, in his own rights. Yeah. So yes. But I, I'm sure if you give it to if you get, make Nomura like an executive producer, he'll make sure that at the very least it's quote unquote streamlined. <laughs> quote unquote. So at least be canon. <laughs> Well, canon, canon adjacent. Canon in Kingdom Hearts, though, is very uh, yeah. <laughs> questionable. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, segments of the new X Play era was Adam Sessler was doing the review of Kingdom Hearts three, and he gave it a one out of five. And he had three Kingdom Hearts fans within the the X Play staff like mad at him, and he goes, "Okay, well, explain the explain the plot." And they're like, "What? Explain the Kingdom Hearts plot to me?" <laughs> and all of them were like, "Uh, well, there's." Sora, Riku, and Kairi, and they get separated on the islands. Yeah, but then there's like the, the Heartless and the Nobodies, and then there was Recode, and like, like, so yeah. It, <laughs> there's a reason why Kingdom Hearts is beloved and yet loathed. It's beloved because at its core, it's a beautiful game with a great story, and the Disney worlds are, are really fun to do. But dang it, if it ain't convoluted, it's all get out. <laughs> oh, yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> and that's being generous. Yeah. And then remember that, uh, like, I, w- I remember looking up, uh, I think it was the plot to either the end of KH3 or uh, the Melody game, Mel- Me- Melody of Memory for yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch. And I looked it up, the plot, and apparently Sora was in a world of imaginary thought, which was not real and yet existed. How? <laughs> and now, and now, in Kingdom Hearts Four, which remember that's that's coming, um, Sora is dead, but he's not dead, and that death is somehow the real world of Japan, but it's not real. And Sora and Goofy go into the underworld because sure, why not? 
It honestly gives me Conqueror Shambhala vibes from Full Metal Alchemist, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, now you mentioned it. Yes. Oh, gosh. So, but anyway, what could have been? You know, what what we could have been? And it still could happen, especially now that, again, they have all these games to reference instead of just almost making it up as you go along. So, you know, there there is a chance. There There is a chance. All right. And well, that's actually a perfect segue into our main event. Because, ladies and gentlemen, a week ago today at the time of this recording, the Super Mario Brothers trailer came out. <laughs> there were thoughts. There were feelings. <laughs> there were reactions. But not unlike most fans, a lot of it was on impulse. A lot of it was, you know, gut reaction. What do I think about this in this moment or after a second rewatch? What do I feel about this? So now, a week later, or as our title uh, of the episode notes, after further consideration, we are going to look at this trailer and say what we think about it, what we feel about it, the look, the voice acting, the tone, and everything in between. And of course, we're going to do this in an intent discussion. All right, so let's get into, let's just break it down bit by bit, like starting at the beginning uh, with the the visuals. Like this was the thing that I think most people were blown away by mm-hmm. because when everyone heard that Illumination was doing it, everyone, all, all they thought was, was the minions. Right. Which is, which yeah. Is fair. I mean, Minions Indespicable Me was there, is their jam. It really is. But. Uh, well, they will never let die. No. <laughs> if it makes billions, it will not die. You know, you should know that. Um, but we we got this beautiful trailer rendering, and the, we even saw it a little bit with the with the teaser poster. But uh, but not Mario's butt. But uh, <laughs> Mario has no butt in this. <laughs> like I, I know that fans are dedicated, but like they were complaining about Mario having a lack yep. of a butt. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, that, I mean, again, of course, Peach wants, I mean, has made cake, but apparently didn't give Mario that cake. So, but yeah, like Mar- the fans themselves, like the, I know we get crazy for overlays, but the fact that people are like saying Mario doesn't have a bigger butt, like really, come on, we have we have better things to complain right right now. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, yes, yeah, there are. We have much more to complain about. Uh. So the trailer, like starting off, we see Bowser in all his glory. Bowser looks great. The Koopa oh, for sure, for sure. Great. The world, just the world. Show. We were in the, an ice kingdom with the penguins from Nintendo sixty four. Like, how's that for a callback reference? But Bowser looks great, and then we hear Jack Black open the gates. <laughs> like instantly, that's how you knew he was Bowser because he he didn't sound like Jack Black immediately. He oh, not like, at all. He no, sounded no, no, no. like Bowser. And then we get the penguins show up and snowball <laughs> fight. Do you yield? By the way, Carrie Payton, voice of Cyborg. Y- and yeah, yeah, I figured it was him. I figured it was him. Yeah, yeah. I do not. And uh, he brings down the castle, and we see that he's going after the superstar, which is awesome. And then we get Mario showing up at last. Visually? Uh, not bad. I, I feel this is personal. I feel his look like his face. I, I it's hard to describe. I, I almost wonder if they mm. like scrunched it a little bit, 
Like, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. It was definitely like it's not the the usual Marvel that we used. To. It's definitely yeah. like they they. It definitely seemed like they put like more of a mocapy face on him. Something like that. Yeah, it's definitely <clears> like <throat> more like, quote unquote photorealism. They try to a little put a bit more detail into like the pores of face Mario in a sense. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying it's bad. That part's not bad, but uh, it it definitely did strike me because like everything else felt accurate, like the Koopas and. Bowser and even the penguins and the then penguins look great. I want oh, to yeah, throw yeah, them yeah. off the edge. I mean, not throw them off the edge. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah. And then uh, even Toad. Toad looks great. I mean, like. Oh, he was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> Toad was amazing. I just love the few seconds he actually said anything too. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we hear his voice. Now, my gut instinct after hearing his. his there's only like three lines. Um, my gut instinct was, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Why is Chris Pratt doing this? Why is Chris Pratt the voice of Mario? Also, it sounds exactly like Chris Pratt, except for the final line where he does like half an octave higher. And um, there was like a lot of backlash online on, on this. And then after seeing the dubs, after seeing uh, certain the French comments. One? What? Like the French dub, the which French dub I, arguably was actually yeah. better than Chris Pratt. <laughs> Argu yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Ar not, not, <laughs> arguably? Ar well, oh, clearly, clearly, clearly. Better. Better. And then, <laughs> did you see the Brazilian one? I have not. Had there, was, there, was, there was a Brazilian one, and the guy was going hard Italian in a Brazilian accent. <laughs> it was great. But after, in, in, in lieu of the title, in after further consideration, I have to say that this is the worst thing ever. Like, seriously, they had Chris Pratt bragging for so dang long that his Mario voice was going to be updated, that it was going to be something that you've never heard of the Mushroom Kingdom. And then his first line that we hear in the trailer is, what is this place? In exactly the same Chris Pratt voice that we heard across all his other works. Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Community. It's his voice. It's exactly his voice. And no, when the dubs from other countries are doing an Italian accent, better than Chris Pratt. You have failed. Mm, Period. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, but Todd. And a friend of mine, uh, not another friend of mine, uh, said, oh, but Todd, you know, we haven't really heard, you know, his voice lines. You know, he only said a few things. And I'm like, we heard only a few things from Bowser and everyone's happy with Jack Black. <laughs> That's how long it takes. When you hear the voice, you know or you don't. All right. If it's one word, fine. You know, if he only said if he only said Mamma Mia, which I honestly thought they were going to pull like Mamma Mia, whatever. Mm. Or it's me, Mario. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. that's three words or four words. Sorry, it's four words and you can't really judge by that. But there was multiple lines where he he was clearly putting out the voice and it was his own voice. It right. was only his voice. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like even like uh, as pressure from sure like many of our listeners is basically so like even like there's like people out there basically um cutting and putting the, the original voice of Mario Charles Marte voice lines from the games into this trailer and that would be arguably even much more better than Chris Pratt's performance here and yeah to 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 their argument like something like that maybe is Chris Pratt trying to go a little bit into the term into the territory of Lou Albino's uh Super Mario show which maybe just maybe trying to go for that Lou Albino um take but again that's that's a different uh, performance in itself 
just hearing Chris Pratt here, like especially when I saw the trailer of New York Comic Con, everyone, even yeah, I, I've heard like hearing the exclamations from those, like, yeah, that's Chris Pratt, that's Chris Pratt, that's that, no <laughs> accent, no nothing. I mean, heck, Keegan Michael Key's Toad was much arguably so much more better, just because one, we heard Toad's voice before, and Keegan Michael Key pretty much nails that Toad voice. <laughs> so the fact that. The other characters and Bowser will clearly carry this movie over Mario. It's saying much. Again, we're, we're pretty much having that Sonic situation right here. Jim Carrey carried the movie, and now it seems that Bowser is going to be carrying the movie this time around. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be crazy. Scott, please speak before I go off again. <laughs> I will say that as long as Mario doesn't talk a lot, I'm fine. <laughs> Just let it be mainly Bowser. <laughs> Which I kind of find it funny is because, like, yeah, when uh, at New York Comic Con, when Jack Knight made an appearance on stage, like, yeah, he, like the, the articles are out there, but basically he will also be singing in this film. So, yeah, we have a musical in this freaking thing. I'm that does make me more excited, unless you know Mario partakes. That, that oh, god, <laughs> I don't want to hear Chris Matt Frank, please don't. I, I'm but... sorry, but it actually makes me worried. I don't want, I, I mean. It, it feels like something they would do. That feels like something Illumination would do. Oh yeah. But oh, of course, Gorgon. Like, do we need it? I don't uh, think we do. We have, I mean, as again. long as <laughs> just saying, we have Jack Black. I don't. I don't mind having musical as long as it's mainly focused on say two or three characters that sing most of the time. Oh sure, 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 sure. I mean, like. Of course, as you know, Jack Black again, school school of rock and all that. Like he he's a rock, he's a rocker. Jack he is rocker. literally like a musician, so he knows oh, know. all his things. <laughs> so yeah, and and even the uh, right, 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 and even uh, Keegan Michael Key said that he's he has a musical in Toad's voice. So that's that will be fun to hear. <laughs> that's gonna be funny to to hear. So yeah, like it's just so strange that. Again, the fact that we have Charles Martinet, the original voice of Mario, in this film, but not meaning Mario, is like that's pretty much what everyone is like arguing. Like, why Nintendo? You have Charles Martinet, who has voiced his characters for decades now, and like who is literally the voice of Mario. There's no one else that can uh, can replicate it. And you have want to go for a Hollywood big star just for the sake of marketing with Chris Pratt. I mean, of course, I'll, I'll give props to Charlie Day and, and Luigi. Like I want to hear Charlie Day's Luigi just because, like, yeah, it's Charlie Day, and and that, and that ending with the with, um, Luigi being chased, I'll, I'll give it a chance for that. But Mario, he's an icon. Like, sure, we had we had we had a good hit with Ben Schwartz as Sonic because again, it just because he matches the spirit of Sonic. He's he's a root. He was a um he was that kind that spirit the Sonic spirit he had as a title would say. But with Mario. He's an icon with Charles Martinet's voice, and like he's that Italian from Brooklyn, not Lou Albino, but he's that guy. So the fact that you don't have Charles Martinet voicing Mario here in a movie is like that. That's what baffles me, including a lot of other voice actors here. Yeah. So one thing I do want to bring up that I think is <clears throat> I kind of want to actually go against is people are saying that they wouldn't want Charles Martinet's Mario in a movie. But I want to say that even if they couldn't have done that, Charles Martinet is a really good voice actor. Oh yeah. So even oh, yeah. if he doesn't want to do just the full-off exaggerated Mario sounds, he can still utilize his voice acting skills to make Mario sound like more Brooklyn-y if he wanted him to. Yeah, and I want to. So yeah, I don't want to. Super bring... easy for him to change that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring this up because this was really insulting, and a lot of people got offended by this. Someone post, someone on like a major website posted that. 
uh, Mario's voice is so iconic that you can't replicate it. And I'm like, what? And then they said that Charles Martinet couldn't have performed this because he doesn't have all that experience of doing Mario, of doing Mario long term. And fans not only ra railed against this, they found a, a commercial of all things for a Mario sports mix where Mario, Charles Martinet did like a three to like three and a half minute uh, interview segment as Mario, just straight up Mario talking like a regular person. And he was like, Nintendo asked me if I was willing to do a, a full on sports game. And, you know, it's just like, and I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's how Mario would sound and everything. And he, he just was in a big uh, production movie called Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Wow, he was good enough for an <laughs> anime movie. Shouldn't that tell you something? He's actually he's actually been in multiple anime movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, he did a really good work in that movie too. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, you did saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all of you people, yeah, you people who say that Charles Martinet couldn't have done the Mario voice, you're all idiots. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna say you're haters. You're just idiots. All right, haters just means you're stupid. Idiots are just so much worse. <laughs> All right, because uh, Martinet could have done this, and actually brings us to, to like the side plot here. Uh, legendary, we have a lot of voice actors today. Uh, legendary voice actress Tara Strong was one of the loudest in saying that Charles Martinet should have been the voice of Mario. And mm -hmm. when uh, the trailer came out, she said, "Please shower Charles with some love because it should have been him." And fans happily listened to uh, Tara as they should, and. It was great seeing the outpouring, including from other voice actors, and oh, yeah. how they were replaced and they didn't like it. And voice actors are very vulnerable, sadly, in, in terms of job positions. And we saw sadly. it with Terry yeah. Strong knows this, Matthew Lillard knows this. He's a voice of Shaggy. Uh, so many voice actors have been replaced because they thought that oh, you can't do it in this production. Why? It's just Why? what like how. That's kind of like the main view of Hollywood. Like, of course, you want to go like advertise the movie, but the fact that you're bringing like big names like Chris Pratt or like all like other big name titles, like I don't know, Vindies or like as, as a hypothetical, like you want to bring these big names to market the movie, fine. But the fact you're forcing these iconic characters to like, yeah extra promoted when there are clearly actors, voice actors who have done the role far better than any celebrity. I mean, props to like credit. I'll, I'll give credit for any um, celebrity who has done voice acting. Fine. All that. If they have the props, fine. But the fact that voice actors has carried these roles for so many years, they have done clearly so much more better. And the fact that you do not let them have the chance to do so just for the sake of marketing, like Hollywood, what the heck? Just simply what the heck. Yeah, and one argument that I saw was that you, d you guys didn't mind when you know, Ben Schwartz was Sonic, so why are you complaining about Mario? Okay, here's the thing. Sonic has had multiple voice actors over the years. In fact, he's going to have another voice actor for the upcoming Netflix show. Yes, All yes. Right? He's had multiple actors for the voice, for uh, for the video games. Jaleel White was one of his voices in the cartoons. Got yep. a juice. All Which right. was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. Um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but like Sonic has had multiple voice actors over the years to where you could say, as long as you sound enough like him, which Ben Schwartz did, um, then you can, you know, you, you can you can re you can replace him with somebody else. And if and Ben Schwartz is, has not been cast in any of the video games or other properties, even though most people now associate him with Sonic because of the successful movies. And that's fine because that's a layered character. Uh, let me give you another one. Samus Aran. 
if they were to do a dedicated anime series for Samus, which a lot of people have asked for, if Jennifer Hale, who again has voiced Samus in a few of the in a few of the games, isn't cast as that, would that be bad? Yeah, because we know she could be Samus, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It wouldn't be an outcry because most people don't think of Samus talking. That's her thing. She says like two lines in Metroid Dread, and it's in the Chozo language, not English. Like that's her character, so you can get away with that. Mario has always been Charles Martinet outside of the one cartoon series, which a lot of people haven't watched. <laughs> like Will referenced it earlier, the the Captain Lou Albano uh, series. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't Charles Martinet. That was like the one example. Of it not being Charles Martin. Okay, the live action movie. But does anyone want to acknowledge the live action movie? <laughs> uh, that's no. About that. Exactly. So, but Martinet is it. He is the voice you hear in every video game property that is Mario. Period. He should have been the voice. He should have been, if nothing else, and I doubt they did this. If nothing else, he should have done a screen test to show that he could do the voice. But instead, they did a cop-out, and they brought in Chris Pratt, who sounds like Chris Pratt. Not Mario. He sounds like Chris Pratt. This is Chris Pratt cashing in a paycheck. I'm calling it right now. And that's horrible. And everyone's like, but he did the Lego movie. Yeah, and listen to how he sounded in the Lego movie. He sounded like Chris Pratt. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have watched this trailer, and I can say with absolute certainty, everything is not awesome. Nope. I mean, four no, or six. No, I mean, no. Did no one get that joke? The <laughs> I joke did. was right there. Laugh, laugh. I'm David. trying. I don't want to laugh. I'm about to cough. Uh, <laughs> there, there's your laugh. But if anything else, we're going to this movie. Like one, like it's clear Jack Black's going to clearly carry this movie just because again, Jack Black Bowser is just that good. Like as I said, the moment that Jack Black spoke as Bowser, like. Yeah, he got it. He's clearly got the, t the chops for it. He for did Bowser. his homework. <laughs> and yeah, everyone else, like, again, we still haven't heard of Peach. We haven't heard of, like, everyone else. Like, we have, yeah, Donkey Kong supposed to be in this in this movie. So. Oh, God, I forgot about Seth Rogen doing Donkey Kong. Oh, no. That is a thing. I forgot that, that too. That is a thing. Yeah, so we just, we still have so much more. And again, Mario right now, fine. He's down, down on there, but. At the moment right now, I will give this movie a shot just because one, like, it has that Nintendo love and all that. Aside from, again, I'm, I'm glad Charles Martha is still here, but the fact that I want him as Mario, but again, that's, I digress. But I'll give it a chance, but don't expect him to have too much high hopes just because, again, we could have had a Mario movie with Charles Martin in it, and you denied that opportunity. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I, uh... okay, so here's where I'm at. Am I going to give this movie a shot? Yes. I am going to give this movie a shot. If for no other reason than, as people have fairly said, we've only heard three lines from Chris Pratt. Maybe these were just the worst lines that he delivered. It's possible. I doubt it, but it's possible. Um, we, and we need to see more of the, the teaser trailer. Or sorry, we need to see more of the movie through the trailers, which we won't get probably for another month or two because the when's it coming out again? Like May? May now? I believe it's in April, I believe. April or May next year. Like, still, like, five, six months away. So, it's it's still a ways away, so that we're going to get another trailer soon enough. I am happy with the look of the game, which, oh, sorry, look of the movie, which mm -hmm. is infinitely important. If they had tried to cartoonize this too much, everyone would have called it out, and rightfully so. But they didn't. They stuck with good graphics. It looks great. The effects looked fun. And Jack Black is going to be an awesome Bowser, and that's enough to make me excited. Mm -hmm. But when i 
it's a Mario movie. <laughs> How do you screw up Mario? Oh, it's Chris Pratt. He's a star. Like, I don't give a crap. We've seen stars do bad movies, including Chris Pratt. Have you not yeah. seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or uh, Dominion? Like Dominion, like why? Or how about his, his quote-unquote uh, cameo in Thor 11 Thunder? That was like the, some of the worst acting I have ever seen, period. <laughs> like it was so bad. Like on top of a bad movie, they made the Guardians of the Galaxy look bad. Like how? How? So like I will give it another trailer shot, but – this thing is teetering on me because, you know, Jack Black can carry a movie. We know he can, but he shouldn't have to. Right, right, right. And, and, and we are like, oh, everyone's like excited about the Luigi's Mansion thing, potentially. And, yeah, I would love that, but I'm we haven't heard Luigi talk. Oh, we heard him scream because that's what Luigi does. All right? Uh, I'm still not excited for Charlie Day as, as Luigi. I'm just not. But... And I'm not, I'm worried even more about Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong because who knows how that's gonna sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the one I'm not concerned about is Anya Taylor Joy. I think she'll be fine as Peach because we really don't hear Peach talk. I mean, no, not really. Mario! Not <laughs> right. Exploits from like the end galaxy, including in the like uh in rabbits as well. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think she does like maybe like one line in rabbits. But anyway. I, 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 I'm confident in Anya's voice just because of how talented an actress she is. Um, but they, they have to earn back a lot of trust. And when, when again, when half the memes about the trailer are about uh, Jack Black saying F you instead of I do not, and the other half is all the modulations to Chris Pratt's voice to make it sound better, mm. you failed. <laughs> <laughs> you failed. <laughs> when, as you said, like back in the beginning, like if other countries can do an Italian accent and be a far better Mario than Chris Pratt, yeah, maybe that'd be something to reflect over. <laughs> yeah. All right. And with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Rantan podcast. What did you think of the Super Mario Brothers trailer? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you think that certain parts could have been better? Chris Pratt, uh, what was your favorite part that you saw? What do you hope that we see? in the uh the next trailer or in scott's case what do you hope we don't see in the next trailer chris <laughs> pratt uh and, if, and then what did you think of the uh recent looks at bayonetta 3 are you excited for sparks of hope coming out next week what did you think of the new sonic trailers or sorry sonic for tears trailer um are you excited for pokemon ultimate journeys will you be getting persona 3 and 4 when it comes out in january let us know in the comments below so for Skull Kid Scott and Wario Will, I am Triforce Todd. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. He's made me the level. So raise the flag. <laughs>